I want to go full stupid, like head empty, only dumb, let me roll dice and probably die horribly. Hello and welcome to Dice Like Ice, episode 11, the cursed episode. I'm your host, Tony Acton, and with me, as always, the Lancelot to my Gawain, Andrew Mitchell. Hey, I forget. Do I kill you in the Arthurian legend? It's been a bit. Uh, Gawain definitely dies, but I don't remember what he dies by. Uh, he's not the Green Knight, is he? Is Gawain the Green Knight? He's, Gawain is the Green Knight. Okay, uh, well, uh, Patel, whatever his name is, the actor kills him. I saw the Green Knight. It was a good movie. I was, I enjoyed that. I it was, that. I it was so a, far as to call that a film. It was very A24, meaning mm-hmm. lots of sweeping shots and artsy bullshit, but it was fun artsy bullshit. I liked it a lot. For a long movie, it had so little dialogue, but still told a story. That's a very A24 movie. Um, but it's it's beautiful. I, uh, I saw it in theaters. It was actually the first movie I saw in theaters uh, after I got vaccinated. So it was the first movie for like a year and a half in theaters. And then I watched it on a plane. And it holds up on a plane flight. So, hey, there you go. Ooh, on, uh, on Danielle Zaman's flight to California. Yeah, it was we're heading to. Uh, I watched Dune, a movie that is terrible on a four-inch screen in the back of a chair with airline headphones. Tell me that is not the first time you saw Dune. Oh, God, no. Thank you. No, okay. I went and saw that shit in, like, Super 4D Mega IMAX. Oh, yeah, I saw that night of. So worth it. I, it's, yeah. It was about as good as an adaptation could be, I think. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I I really enjoyed it. The costume design is just one of the coolest uh, parts of Dune to me. It always has been. So good. Believable but technology. One thing, there's one thing in that movie that killed me that held up fine in the books... But it was in the movie, it was terrible. What's that? Desert power. Desert power. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it some like, things oof. don't translate well to film versus versus just text, but uh, yeah, I was I was fine when I read it. Yeah, yeah. But as soon as someone says it out loud, it's super bad. If they'd only said it once, I think it would have been fine, but they said it uh, two or three times. Uh before we continue talking about film, uh, oh, how about we yes. go into today's sponsors? <laughs> oh yes, of course, Andrew. Uh, as always, until we get a real one, we are sponsored by Grip and Rip. Mm. All right. What you drinking? Today, you are going to hate bullshit. me for this one. It's some bullshit. It's oh, always no. some bullshit. I got this one just to piss you off. God, I hate you so much. But it's almost uh, holiday appropriate, though, because this is the week before uh, St. Patrick's Day. So, I have oh, Duclaw Brewings, the Pastryarchy Irish Cream Dessert Stout. That's still less words than on the original episode 11 that didn't work. Oh, God. What was that? That was, uh, it was also Duclaw Brewing. It was... I don't know. It was It was like seven desserts and like three flavors jammed into a can that made me hate it. What was it? Sweet Baby Java, p- Chocolate Peanut Butter Porter, Espresso. Yeah, it was just, it was a lot. It was, it was too many words. But, uh, yeah, because, uh, as Tony said, this is the cursed episode. This is our third time recording it due to technical issues. And so I got me a 9.4% stout. Here we go, Sweet boys and girls. <laughs> oh, I ended up going with a, a classic, the New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. It's just Very a solid. nice light seven, but I enjoy it. It's a good one. Whew, this is like drinking a straight milkshake. Like this is that sounds awful. This is super sweet. Awful. Like no, it, it genuinely tastes like a milkshake. Like this is it's alcoholic. It's like a mudslide. It's like an alcoholic milkshake. Okay, I might try that. 
Very good. Uh, it's also a pint, so we'll see where I am oh, by the Jesus end of this Christ. episode. Okay, we're gonna have to get this episode done in about twenty-two minutes before Andrew needs a nap. <laughs> That's why we're recording this one on a Saturday. <laughs> exactly. So, Andrew, uh, what you've been working on since the last episode we recorded? But like, not the last episode we recorded, like the last episode we published, which was like three episodes ago. Yeah, it's been a bit. Uh, well, you already heard a bunch of this, but since the audience has it, let's get back into it. So, hobby progress. I did finish the entirety of my. Cawdor gang, with the exception of a Clovis the Redeemer that I got in recently, but um, that's two full boxes of Cawdor and two full boxes of Cawdor Redemptionists. One of the basic Cawdor gang boxes I painted to be just basic house Cawdor colors, so that way they could be my uh, Devout Masses special rule, and that way I could visually distinguish them on the board if people have questions, because... Of course, I had to pick the one army with a thousand guys and a thousand rules. Sorry, the one gang. So, finish that. Been playing a lot of Necromunda with him recently. I also took a weekend to finally do something with my Death Corps of Krieg models, and I converted them all into Gene Stealer cultists because I had a few bits laying around and I thought it would be super fun. So I turned one of them into a rogue doc for Necromunda, and then the rest I just kind of went wild with with Gribbly Arms and Grenade Launchers, and I, they're either going to be a Necromunda, Necromunda gang or maybe a kill team team um so i don't know it just seemed like a fun project and i wasn't going to do them as actual death core so you know whatever after i finished that i uh continuing on with how good blood bowl has been lately i bought a necromantic horrors team and i started painting them i painted almost entirely one full werewolf just to get the scheme down and everything and i started painting a bunch of the uh the flesh tones on the zombies and the flesh golems and all that super simple scheme just going with the basic black and orange like halloween colors that the box art has just because that's just a really solid color for that team. It really is. So that's, that's been a lot of fun. I don't normally paint a lot of bright oranges. The only other thing I really paint orange are my squigs for my orc army. So I only have a few of them at this point. So yeah, they're just kind of a jack-o'-lantern orange, and I love it. And after that, today, this morning, I finished my Titanicus starter set. That is two Reavers, two Warhounds, all weapon arms and attachments, uh, all Damn, painted. I didn't realize you did all of them today. I thought it was just that one Reaver and that one Warhound. You oh, no, I, 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 well, I had them finished. I was doing the bases today, gotcha. so I knocked that out. And uh, the two uh, Assestus Knights, what are they called? So I, the, the ones uh, who... Yes. They have, the ion, they have the Ion Shield and the Lance. It's a, it's a forward world model if you get the actual 40k one, or 30k, or wherever the hell they're from. But yeah, they're kind of the lankier knights. But uh, yeah, finished all that. So went with the Murder Lords for my Titans, and then I decided on uh, House Divine, D-E-V-I-N-E, for uh, my Knights, because apparently they work closely with the Murder Lords during the Heresy. I only briefly read up on the lore. They just seemed like a relatively interesting color scheme. Um, kind of a uh, burgundy for the whole chassis, and uh, purple for the shoulder pads, and a couple of like the knee pads and such. So yeah, there's a pretty big clash with my my black and white flames on my Murder Lords, but I, I think it came. Great. I think it came out pretty well i'm pretty excited to see him on the board and that is everything with my hobby progress in the past month or so how about you so you know longtime listeners will remember that uh right after the new orleans open i picked up some soul blight stuff that i promptly never did anything with uh, i just sat in a pile of shame with the exception of i think like four zombies and a handful of skeletons uh so we were talking about playing age of sigmar again so that bug bit me and I built Soul Blight. And by I built Soul Blight, I mean I built every bad thing out of Cursed City. Uh, I got the big box of Soul Blight that had 40 zombies, which are built, 20 skeletons, which are built, the weird half dragon, half vampire thing, which is built, 
uh, built the rest of the Underworld's team of vampires. Ended up buying uh, now 40 more zombies. Uh, so 20 of those are built. Uh, I got 20 more to build. Uh, that puts me at 90 total zombies. Including the Cursed City zombies? Including the Cursed City zombies, yeah. Jesus. And then uh, I picked up a box of 10 direwolves the other day that I haven't built yet. You are, uh, got, uh, you're going to want to do some contrasts, my friend. I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> hey, man, I painted hundred of Skaven, hundreds of Skaven. I'm well-versed in the contrast. That's world. fair, yeah. You're, you're used to tiny <laughs> horde armies. Yeah, it's weird because I don't usually like horde armies in 40k, but for some reason it's Sigmar. I'm just like, I want the bodies. The rank and file is fun. It's cool seeing that many yeah. guys side by side with spears and shields and all that. Oh, yeah. And then um, ended up, I think my grand total is 65 skeletons built. I think, yeah, I think it's 65 that I have built. Uh, and then I've built some Blood Knights, but I haven't gotten a full five-man squad yet. Just wanted to build those. Those I don't like how those kits go together. They're kind of a pain in the ass. They're not. They can't be as bad as the fucking uh, the hex wraiths that uh, the Soul Blight have. Or do they get that? I know that uh, the no. The... There's hex wraiths. Uh, I I built mine as Black Knights. I have built three of the five Black Knights. God, the hex wraiths. Back when I had my my Night Haunt army, I had a couple of units of hex wraiths, and just mm. the way that you attach the the scythes to the arms is so frustrating because. Oh, yeah. Imagine skeleton arms, but then also skeleton hands. The hands are attached to the scythe. You have to glue them onto the arms with their tiny little nubbins and hold them there long enough for the glue to set, and you have to do that with every single one of them, and it's so delicate and annoying. Yeah, that's that's my biggest gripe with the new skeleton kit as well, is the fact that the legs and the armor plates for the legs and torso piece are all like a separate part. So you have to glue the legs, like the hip bone, into a spot in the torso, but nothing really seats together well to hold that in place. It almost wobbles. Hmm. It's awful. At least you only had to build 60 of them. Yeah, I'm still, I think I've got like 30 more to build. <laughs> just, I, I think uh, my, my total is almost 100 skeletons and 90 zombies of everything I've got. Just uh, setting those aside for a different Saturday when you can mulch through them, just to just yeah. be oh, done. Oh, yeah, and that's... That's the other thing is almost all of that was built in one sitting uh, because I couldn't sleep one night. I was like, mm, whatever. So I just built like seven and a half straight hours of zombies and skeletons. Yeah, Tony sent me a, a picture where he's like, hey, check out what I built last night. And I'm like, you fucking what, mate? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's my Soul Blight hobby progress. Uh, I actually painted a little bit more of my Templar stuff because I played a 40K game this past week. So I, I laid down a couple more layers of white on things. Uh, I converted a sweet Escher plasma cannon wielding <laughs> champion in carapace armor. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we will. Oh. Grumble, grumble. Uh, and then uh, on the Blood Bowl train, picked up a Blood Bowl team of Skaven from eBay. There was two boxes of the Skaven and uh, their star player, something Helmsford. Scuttle Spite. Yes, he is the uh, the Forge World model who has two arm or two heads and three arms. Go ahead and mark in your calendars, uh, listeners. This is the only time Andrew will know something more about a football esque thing than I will. I have been getting very into Blood Bowl lately. <laughs> you really have. It's uh, which I, I'm, I'm down for. I've really enjoyed that little like just tutorial thing you gave me. I'm I'm, I'm stoked to actually play that. Yeah, it that. plays. For people out there who have never looked into Blood Bowl at all, it plays shockingly easily. Like it really the, does. the rule book is like 
it's it's alarmingly thick. Like it's because the rules are so granular, but the absolute basics of it are very easy to learn. It's when you start getting into like league play and your your characters start picking up skills and stuff like that that you have to go, oh, okay, I need to remember what X, Y, and Z does. But by that point, yeah. you already know what's going on because you've played so many games. And uh, on, on the Necromunda train, since uh, we've all got hobby ADHD in our group, uh, I have also built a Gene Stealer cult gang. Ironically, at the same time as Andrew, without any coordination between the two of us, we were yeah. both like, Gene Stealer cult will be fun Yeah, he, he sent me a picture and he's like, yeah, I got these Gene Stealer cults from the, it was the Shadow Throne box, right? Uh, no, no, I just, I got a really good deal on a Start Collecting. Ah, right. So he sent me pictures of that completed. I'm like, ah, oh, neat. Check out these Deathcore Kriegs I just converted. <laughs> so we oh, might have man. to do a Gene Stealer v. Gene Stealer night or something. Exactly. And then uh, I built a Goliath gang because some of my buddies are interested in trying out Necromond, and I figured that'd be a good one to throw against some Eshers. Uh, and I picked up a Corpse Grinder gang for... The hell was that? That... That was all of my books falling off of a stack. <laughs> was is Ghosts! that yeah is that uh you, you summon the spirits of the soul blights there they're haunting your abode now tony apparently so the dog's just like staring back there like what the fuck was that yeah so uh built a goliath gang uh and then i picked up corpse grinders for when my escher gang inevitably bites it because uh most people prefer the boys over toys sort of mentality in necromunda i am the opposite uh my gang is still at a whopping nine members and my gang rating is like 16. <laughs> That's so. uh ooh. my I'm at um including hangers on 13 gang members, which isn't much, but I'm also only 1700, so Oh, and uh three of my gangers are juves with pistols. So, absolute dog shit just yeah, meant to like die. Yeah, 30, 35 credit things that I got for rolling on a chart. I'm like, hey, you might be getting a fight if I need you. For those of you who didn't want to sit through our marathon, almost three-hour <laughs> Necromunda episode. <laughs> Jews are the child soldiers of the hive world. Yeah, they're the, uh, here, kid, have your scrap pistol and try not to die. Or do die. Whatever, we don't care. Oh. And then the uh, last bit of hobby progress I did, which I still have the paint on my hand from... Oh, I actually, I painted some, some test scheme for skeletons and zombies, but I haven't really flushed that out. But uh, I was painting my Titans. After seeing Andrew's really good Titans, I was like, mm, I need to paint some subpar mediocre paint scheme Titans to really make his pop when we play. So I have gone with the uh, the Fire Wasps, which is this really cool, like, metallic... Well, there's two paint schemes for them. I'm going with the metallic red and, like orangey yellow instead of the you know bright red and yellow and black hazard stripes on everything i got the uh, armor panels done on it and all the base part of the titan so just waiting to do all the details and wash it and then all the details again and then put it together so your uh your titans are all gonna look like iron man from what i hear yeah yeah kind of i didn't really like the picture that I saw is the one out of the, the Titanicus book of the War uh, War Master Titan. I was like, that's super cool. It's got like these hex grid patterns on it, which I've got stencils for, but I was going to use that on my bigger Titans. Right. Because the hexes are kind of large. I, I might use it on one of my Warhounds. But, and then after I painted, I looked at the panels, I'm like, I'm fucking painting Iron Man, which I'm not against. No, that's super rad. Iron Man is awesome. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like then my knight should be War Machine. <laughs> but you're already doing your, your Top Gun. I have gun. my Top Gun free blades. War Machine, like, paint scheme-wise, is not terribly inspired, though. It's it's gray and gunmetal, so... That's true. Yeah, but I could also do... I mean, there's so many different things that wear Iron Man armor. You have the Iron true. Spider, you have the Iron Widow, you have um, Lady Iron Man, you have Iron Lad. Like, I could, I could do a fucking free blade list of just Iron Man armors. <laughs> like... The way you were going through that, it sounded like you're going to the Superman stuff where it's like Iron Monkey, Iron Horse. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. And once you get into the uh, multiverse theory, it's like Deadpool. There's an Iron Everything, just like there's a Deadpool Everything. There's like Panda Pool, there's Lady Deadpool, there's Head Pool. That's true. There's true. T-Rex Pool. Uh, eventually, if a Marvel comic goes on long enough, it gets stupid. Yeah, it's great. It is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anything after your Titans? Uh, no, that was literally the last bit of hobby progress I did. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah, because I think... I can't remember if it was last episode I talked about... Uh, oh, no, I guess we also... Uh, right after the last episode we recorded, I went to a cabin with a bunch of friends. And uh, we played a bunch of board games and stuff. But we also... I, I took all of my paints, which I didn't quite realize how many I have. Uh, it is a large-sized toolbox overfilled with paint and then a small toolbox of paint with it. Uh, up to the cabin, and uh, for a gift for our DM for running a two-year campaign, we all 3D-printed minis of our characters at the end of the campaign, and I taught them all how to paint them, and they painted all their minis, and they gifted them to the DM as a thank you. So, You uh, posted a picture of that on your Instagram, and they actually came out pretty well for being first-time painters. I know, I was really happy with them. They're like, you, we had a good teacher. I'm like, no, you didn't. Ah, you, better, <laughs> you guys have more talent than I did. Better than you give yourself credit for. I don't know. Maybe my problem is the fact that the people that I play games against are traditionally you and Will, who are far and above the two best painters in our group. I uh, I like to think it gives you something to strive for. Yeah, <laughs> it does. I mean, my painting, just hanging out with you guys and painting with you has, has made it increase, so, you know. And uh, I do, will take this note to the, the listeners that uh, uh, I'm just pretty okay at it. I'm not like a golden demon entry guy or anything, so, you know, I can only pat myself on the back so much. I don't know, man. You still got pulled to the open for Best Painted. Ah. You may not have won it, but you, you also are the only person, or, well, I guess Will also has one, that you have a Best Painted Award. Yours was for an army at an event. His was for a Gazgol at our local shop. Fair enough, fair enough. I, uh, with the, the NOLA open, I was distinctly mid of the pack as always, so I, you know, keeping that, uh, that, uh, average, average. <laughs> <laughs> as you do. Yeah. All right, so uh, that's that's the progress we've made in this this long gap. Andrew, some games played. I know you've got a couple more than I have, and two of them were against me. Yeah, this is uh, about a month worth of games played at this point. Again, calling yeah. back to technical issues <laughs> and scheduling and all kinds of fun stuff. Maybe Tony just needs to get a new entire fucking system, because it always seems to be a technical issue on my end. It's probably not the worst idea, but we'll discuss that later. Yeah. So, I have had... But then I would have less money for my plastic addiction. Ah, it's that's the problem with being a computer nerd and a hobby nerd. Alright, mm. <laughs> anyway, games played. <laughs> so, since the last time we talked, I have had four Necromunda matches. I had one versus uh, Matt's Venators in our, uh, our league matches. He had a bunch of guys in recovery, so it wasn't really much of a match. He bottled very my quickly. He, uh, yeah, Tony whipped his guy's asses. <laughs> um, I felt bad about it. It's fine. He came back with a vengeance, which we'll get to. Yeah. 
So he he willingly bottled very early. It wasn't going well for him. Uh, my Cador just desperately outnumbered him, and there was just no no real casualties. We had a couple of guys get knocked down, but that was about it. I think I sent one guy into recovery, and that was it. So nothing special. I, I got a handful of credits from it. After that, I played against Tony's Eschers for his uh, last match of our in-game week. I was already done with mine, so it didn't count for me. But it was a pretty fun one where uh, I was I was hunting down civilians for their meat and Tony was trying to usher them away so that way they could not get cannibalized by a bunch of crazed Cawdor. And that one was just kind of silly. There was smoke grenades galore. None of us could hit a goddamn thing that we needed to. You're, yeah, it you're... turns out uh, Andrew's close combat guys couldn't close combat and none of my shooting guys could actually shoot. All I had to do was roll a three up and I could kill a civilian for <laughs> his meat. And I whiffed, I think, something like six attacks against Some, civilians. Something of just a stupid amount. It, it was, was great. It was... It was the epitome of Dice Like Ice, where it's like, oh, well above a 50%. I should be able to hit this. But one, two, one, one, two, fuck! <laughs> uh, and then after that, your Death Maiden ended up coming in out of reinforcements and just absolutely bodying my crossbowman. <laughs> Mulching that poor dude. Uh, sent him into recovery with a humiliating injury, which, thank God, I did not need to actually deal with that since it was uh, out of my gaming week and I was just helping you. So that guy ended up actually being fine in the, the Necromunda timeline, but it was still just... It was it was just some peak Necromunda bullshit. <laughs> Death maidens are gross. Oh yeah, you need to, you need to keep them at least twelve inches away from everybody, otherwise they will kill something. Yeah, if they touch it, it dies. Because they have poison as well as a boatload of attacks, and it's mm -hmm. ugh, it's brutal. Plus, they've got the uh, the poison mixer thing that gives them a plus one to that roll. Yeah, no, it's it's very scary. But yeah, like I said, not really, honestly, not that much happened in that match. You won it, uh, got a good handful of credits, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Moving on, I played against Jeff's Goliaths. I ended up winning that one. It was a uh, hold two objectives at the same time to score a victory point, which is a very odd scenario, because if there's yes. another if there's another gang on the map, that's just not going to happen. So that just ended up becoming a slap fight. Again, really not too crazy much in the way of stuff happening, although at the very end, it got silly, where he had a uh, he had enough credits, he had a very good early streak, so he, he made some bank pretty quickly, where he bought himself a Zerker, which, for those of you that don't know, is their uh, the Goliath's Forge World special meathead, who is, I don't know, kind of the equivalent of... Uh, like an orc mega knob. It's just this big fucking tough roided out monster. He is the Chongus Among Us. Yeah, he gets tons of attacks. To, uh, they do tons of damage. So I was like, hmm, I'm going to send a bunch of idiots to the meat grinder to kill that guy. And I was actually able to just like very slowly plink him down with just stub guns. <laughs> I shot him enough <laughs> that I took out two wounds with stub guns. It's got three wounds, which for Necromunda is ridiculous. Most of your idiots only have one. And then I was like, okay. I'll send my leader in. My leader's built for combat. He has a chain axe. It's mastercrafted. He can reroll. He's got a he's got a flamethrower. And so this Goliath has been shot and kept on fire almost the, t the entire match. So the Zerker was just not able to do anything, thankfully. But when you get into melee, they get to attack back. And I'm like, all right, I'll charge him with my leader. Three attacks. This is going to be perfect. Whiffed every goddamn one. <laughs> and then his As Zerker is tradition. His Zerker. All I had to do was land one hit. And it would have died. Couldn't make it happen. And his Zerker got his free attacks back and just smushed my leader's head. Rolled a 65 <laughs> on the casualty chart, which is instant dead unless the rogue doc can bring him back. I just let him die because at that point he'd already had a humiliating injury. So he was minus leadership and cool. He already had a spinal injury, so his strength was down. This guy, like My leader was just limping into combat. And so I just let him die and got a new guy. But right at the end, before his, t his gang bottled out... 
<laughs> one of my mooks was able just to shoot a zerker in the ass and kill him off. And guess what number I rolled? 65. So he also oh, nice. died. Uh, Jeff was able to bring him back from the rogue dock with um, minus one inch movement, which is pretty pretty damaging Ooh. for a zerker. But overall... Yeah, but- Oh, yeah, because we can't get Bionics because we don't have a trading post. Exactly, because we're playing Dark Uprising. Yeah, ooh. But overall, that as far as coming back from the brink of death, that was not the worst he could have gotten for a Zerker. So that, yeah, that sure. thing will terrorize us again on the battle, but I, I at least have the accolade of having killed that thing. But, um, yeah, so I use the Cawdor special ability where... Um, my particular uh, path of prayer I was doing, I uh, I think it's called like Drown Them in the Blood of the Faithful or something like that. So for every person on my team that had gone out of action or died at that point, when he rolled a bottle check, he has to include them in his numbers. And by that point, I'd lost so many of my, my bonus devout masses that he had to add a plus six onto his. And so he just instantly bottled. He was had no chance he could have rolled well for it. So that that, yeah. that got me the victory. That's a really good ability. Yeah, it was great. But I picked a new leader, which I was like, you know what? I'll mix it up a bit. And when the only way you can change your path of prayers is um, to get a new leader. And so I'm like, all right, this guy is going to be the Redeemer's path, Clovis the Redeemer, which is all fire and chainsaws. So it's going to be very fun. Nice. After that, this last week I did play against Phil's Eschers, which was actually, it was another one where not much happened, really. Only one interesting thing, truly, where the the scenario was we had to get a center objective. I had to have a ganger within eight inches of it after the third round, otherwise you just lose. So it was just us fighting against this middle thing. We've also been using this um, deck of randomized cards just to, like, change up the scenarios and stuff. And the one we got was Rotten Walls, where if you're within 12 inches of somebody, you can just shoot them through the wall and it counts as light cover. So so there was no actual cover in the game. No matter where you were, you could be shot. So we're just shooting each other through the walls, ducking and, and running around. Couldn't use templates or gas, so that eliminated a bit of my Cawdor's, uh, you know, whole entire shtees, because their whole thing is flamethrowers, but whatever. Uh, really, the only thing that happened was I had a Chain Axe champion who went toe-to-toe with his Shock Whip leader. And he was able to just barely eke out a victory, which just barely ended in me rolling a 64 to kill his leader, which is uh, which is pretty good for me and pretty damaging for Phil. He hasn't he hasn't gotten back to us if he rolled for the rogue doc yet. Yeah. I imagine he will. So uh, I'll probably see her back on the board, and she'll probably kill that champion. But hey, it's that's Necromunda, baby. Yeah, seriously. That was the new champion who was replacing my leader who just, or my get my champion that just got promoted to leader. So he's, yeah, so he's he's fresh. This is his oh, only oh, experience gotcha, gotcha. so far is that one game and that one leader kill, which is a pretty good first showing for a new guy. <laughs> After that, out of Necromunda finally, I ended up playing a 1K Age of Sigmar match against our boy Tony. Uh, first Age of Sigmar match since the NOLA yes, opened back in October. And I hadn't gotten to play with them much yep. yet, so I brought out my cruel boys to play against your Soul Blight. Yeah, so I uh, I ran uh, 97 models, I believe was the model count. So many zombies. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. uh, I outnumbered you almost three to one. Yeah, Tony ended up winning. The objectives were just against me because he had the numbers. But it was still a really fun match. I did better than I expected to because the uh, Cruel Boys with the shields and spears, they actually are shockingly survivable. And they have the envenom- yeah, they, they have the envenomed weapons, which gives them mortal wounds on a six, which is awesome. So they I was actually... vampires. Yeah, no, like genuinely, you send in a vampire lord, my spear guys will be like, stay back, you dead thing. And it would actually actually do something to it, which I just didn't expect at all. 
And then uh, yeah. my uh, my bow boys didn't do a goddamn thing, which was well. Dis- that's because I rolled box cars on not one but two different charges. Yeah, and double turned. <laughs> yeah, so my bolt boys and my my kill bow got mulched pretty quickly. You did kill the shit out of one uh, skeleton that I promptly brought back. Yeah, it was like the scene from uh, from Two Towers where that guy on the wall just gets the huge fucking grappling hook through his chest. The difference is you're playing skeletons, so the guy promptly got back up immediately afterwards. Yeah. But... My necromancer looked over and went, hey, you should, um, you're fine, dude. Hey, <laughs> He's like, oh, get back up, that. you dumb piece of shit. <laughs> But my um my break a boss on Meyer Meyer Lurk what the fuck Meyer Brute Trogoth Jesus I hate the God names in AOS sometimes Taco uh, Bell my, naming conventions of games work yeah my 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 Orco Chalupa ran into battle this is the troll that has two clubs with the guy on the back of it very very Lord of the it's Rings a vibe super cool model oh, it's such a fantastic model he had a very good showing before he got killed he mulched through an entire skeleton squad I think his his kill count ended up being something like twenty six or twenty seven before yeah, he went down. Like that. He just barely whiffed killing your Gorslav the Gravekeeper and yeah, your other and vampire. And the vampire. Lord. Yeah. So he, he did, it legitimately had to do one more wound on both of them, and that was it. But he failed. But my moment of triumph was I killed him with Gorslav's shovel. You did bop my, my break a boss <laughs> with a shovel for the final final wound. And I mean, most of the wounds were done by the fucking massive zombies that he was surrounded by for a chunk of the game. And as always, anytime I try to roll troll regeneration, I always fail, so he didn't get any wounds back. If I had gotten one wound back, he would have lived long enough to kill yep. Gorslav and the Vampire Lord. But because <laughs> troll regeneration is stupid in Age of Sigmar, I couldn't do it. <laughs> but hey, I've had that gripe since I've always had a Gloomspite Gets army. Because yeah. if you, for those of you that don't know, you have to roll a four up to even try to regenerate, which of course I always don't roll a four up. And then you have to roll a, a D3 to even get any wounds back, so you might just get one if you're lucky. I don't like how it works. Trolls are always reputed as being super regenerative and survivable in Age of Sigmar and uh, Warhammer Fantasy. I feel like they should just default get a wound back and you roll to see if you get lucky. But that's just me. But um, yeah, so Tony ended Maybe up winning. Get like a like a D six, like a D six minus one back or something, just by default. I would be thrilled just to have just you always get one, and then you and then you roll the D four to see if you get bonuses, or, yeah. or the uh, the D six to see if you get bonuses yeah, on the four up. So I don't know, but that's just me. I'm I'm not a rules writer. I've just bitched about it enough with my gloom spite at this point. But anyway, so Tony got me with the uh, the grave tide to just just win over my my cruel boys. They ended up dying horribly. But I'm excited to try it again at 2K. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot I more I could do. Well. I did I actually, can actually use some of my big stuff. Yeah, me too. I can bring in Gobsbrack. I I can bring in a vampire lord on zombie dragon. It'll be very silly. I did actually just I got paid this week, so I bought the um the Warcry box for the Cruel Boys because it had the Ooh. exact units I was wanting, another unit of the Gut Rippers and another unit of the Bolt Boys, which is just essentially what I needed to fill out my entire army other than one of the Marsh Crawler Slogoth, I think it's called. It's the creepy is that golem. The weird four-legged crawly thing? Yeah, it's, it's the creepy golem troll cool. with the uh, the howda on its back, which uh, he he helps with hop grots, makes them do a lot better, so he, he could be useful in, in larger engagements, but uh, it'll be a bit before I get him. But um, I don't I don't like the Cruel Boy's basic line troops, but they have some cool monsters. Oh, yeah, that was what sold me. I love the creepy swamp monster aesthetic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that box will be coming in soon. That'll round up my army. I'll be very good for some 2K matches then. And then, and then, <laughs> I should really finish my games played before I get off on tangents. Skipping ahead, 
I played my first 40k match in ages. I played a 1k match against our friend Will's. Oh, yeah, that's right. Our friend Will's Gene Stealer Cultist. So you got a fresh Gene Stealer Cultist army because that's the new hotness right now. I played against my orcs. I had to relearn how to play 40k, and he had to learn how to play Gene Stealer Cultist. So we just skipped doing secondary objectives because you know a key part of the game. But whatever. I it's guess. more paperwork, and that's what my problem is with 40k at this point. But it was a fun match. He probably would have won if he knew his stratagems more. But uh, I ended up actually squeaking out a win there at the end with my Defcon which are amazing. So it was a pretty fun match. Very, you know, light and friendly. Uh, we played one of the new missions out of Noctmund or whatever that new... That uh, new... Noctis something. I think Some, it's Noctis. Yeah, whatever the most recent objective book is, the uh, new scenarios and stuff. We had one where it was um, when you get an objective, if nobody else comes to contest it, you keep the objectives. You keep scoring points for it. Oh, nice. And very, it was just a Sigmar like. Yeah, and it was just a small enough mission where he couldn't really get people around behind me. But it turns out he could because that's a Gene Stealer cult thing is taking a unit and popping it elsewhere. He just wasn't thinking about that. So if he'd have done that, he would have totally won. But uh, my orcs did very well. I had a, a 30 man blob of boys that survived right up until the end and passed every bravery test i ended up doing insane bravery on them once they did some work they cut through a ton of guys my um my beast boss on squigasaur ended up mulching his patriarch it was it was a fun time it was a good game and then after that this is i'm not going to go super in depth on these i had two blood bowl games uh, i played one with my orcs versus a shambling undead team to teach a friend how to play blood bowl uh, I ended up losing that one two to zero and he loved the game. So he's like, shit, we got to play more of this. This is great. I'm like, okay, okay. And then next week we ended up playing another one with, uh, my necromantic horrors versus the shambling undead. And that one, we ended up tying one to one with a last round touchdown. And it was very nail biting all the way through. And my friend's like, fuck, this game's awesome. I'm going to buy the goddamn starter set like tomorrow. So I have, nice. I have gotten another person into the, the nerddom. He's not a, he's not a 40 K guy. He doesn't play miniatures games other than Dungeons and Dragons so I, I got one boys and that's that awesome, man. that is my games played I am done <laughs> all right so my games played I don't believe I talked about it but one of my games played uh, it's mostly specialist games because it is the year of the specialist game of course in fact it was not until Andrew and I played our game in uh that was what the the first Wednesday in March yeah, that was the first non-specialist game we both played this entire year so far. So. Yeah, and it's been great. I haven't felt like it I has. missed it's out. It's been fantastic. That being said, uh, I was very happy to go back to Age of Sigmar. It's a very fun game. Oh yeah, it's solid. Uh, so my first uh, first game on this one was going to be a Necromunda game. It was against Matt and his Venatar gang. Uh, you'll note that Andrew fought his Venatars with a bunch of reinforcements because most of his guys were in recovery. That was because the scenario that we did against my Eshers was basically a high noon scenario. It was a six inch deployment in the middle strip of the battlefield and we each had three inches of it. That's ridiculous. And it was, we each had three objectives in our own territory in our own deployment zone, let me rephrase that, that the opponent was trying to capture. So it was very like gunfight of the OK Corral where you like bring the shit and you put it down and then it goes sideways and everyone starts shooting. Uh, and basically any time I shot one of Matt's guys, I wounded, he failed an armor save, they went out of action, and they were in recovery. On I think four of his like seven gangers. Having fought his it, Venators, it really feels like they don't have as much wounds as they should for being the cool bounty hunters. Yeah, but they, they've they got skills and gear out the wazoo. That though. is His actual true. bounty hunters, 
bounty hunters? Bounty <laughs> hunters, yeah. Edit that the one fuck, out, boys. Right? Yeah. Uh, his actual bounty hunters have, like, carapace armor, like, bolt gun. Like, one of his dudes has a bolter that he shoots twice, and that's fucking terrifying. Yeah, it, 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 damn. And Necromunda, a uh, bolter, is that is it's that, what it should be that is artillery like that thing yeah. that'll take down almost anything yeah so that one uh that one went good i won that match then the next necromunda game i play was the one that andrew and i talked about the the meat harvest mm-hmm. uh then i went back uh this past wednesday and got my first game in of week three over campaign week three and it was also against matt who hadn't gotten his two games yet so him and i have played again I would. Uh, this I was at. Full... I was at the other table, and I would call this match. Uh, match two, the revengeing. <laughs> well, ish. Yeah. Ish. Because what happened was my own fault. <laughs> Hubris. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I flew too close to the plasma-filled sun. So we played on uh, Phil, the guy who makes all the cool-ass Necromunda boards for us. He did a Zone Mortalis board. That's all the 3D printed, like, tall walls and tunnel fighting and stuff like that. So Matt and I played on that one. And the scenario we got was, uh, it's called Critter Hunt, was the card we drew. Where it's a thing that starts in the very center. Uh, and then when you take control of it, it scatters 2D6 inches in a random, or 3D6 inches in a random direction. And it does that until one gang captures it three times. Uh, or until a gang bottles and runs. He had uh, his Venatars and enough money for an Ambot. So he pretty much was guaranteed the the first capture on it with the Ambot. And, you know, it's a bunch of corridors and halls, so not a lot happened the first turn except he capped it. It promptly then scattered back directly behind cover next to one of his other gangers. Uh, so turn two, he capped that, and it was just both of us advancing and me plinking shots at an Ambot and pinning it over and over again without actually being able to bring it down. Ambots are so hard to kill. They really are. Um, and then... Oh, and the uh, the twist card that we drew was Falling Debris, which is any time somebody fired a blast weapon that wasn't smoke or toxin, everything within t- uh, 12 inches of the edge of the blast template takes a strength one hit and is automatically pinned as debris falls from the ceiling. So my, my you know, plasma cannon champion fired at his ambot to try and kill it with a max blast and didn't do anything but pin a random assortment of people and then on the last uh on the third turn the creature scattered again and scattered back to where another one of his gangers is and i was like okay i've got one absolute hail mary i can throw at this so it was super far away but i was able to fire my plasma cannon on maximum and hit the other side of the wall from where it was to cause debris to fall down. So I fire my plasma cannon. I roll a six to hit right there. So I hit the spot, but I rolled the ammo check. And I was like, uh-oh, which plasma cannons have unstable, which means they can detonate. Uh, and if they detonate, the model is removed and you immediately roll on the injury table. So naturally, I rolled a one on the next one and my gang leader exploded herself. Your fresh, uh, ma- newly yeah, minted my, gang my leader. My fresh... 480 some odd credit gang leader uh matt rolled like a 63 and just boop she just explodes when she fires her plasma cannon take her to the dock to save her i did save her but she has a spinal injury which kind of makes sense because you know the backpack detonated on her back 
the debris pinned the guy near the objective, but didn't didn't kill him. I mean, it was a strength one hit. I was hoping for it. He knocked out. He seriously injured another one of my gangers, and then I seriously injured his leader. But I just sent her into recovery because every time she's died, both times I've played against Matt, his uh, his leader has died or not died, has gone out of action by my plasma gunner chick. And then my death maiden ran up to one of his dudes and promptly ripped them asunder, knocking them out cold. Like it was the least that's ever happened in a Necromunda gang. It was it was sure ridiculous. Sounds, sure sounds like a death maiden to me. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, you know. Trying to make a Hail Mary shot and having your idiot explode themselves is very Necromunda. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, no, for sure. Very Necromunda. Yeah, it just, like, not a lot happened in it. Uh, and we we tweaked the third turn to actually give me a chance. Because the other thing was, your gangers, um, you have D3 gangers come on at the end of each turn on your table ledge and that was exactly where it scattered so he was just going to score it with nothing i could do because it was behind a wall so what we did is we rolled a d4 to determine what table ledge the gangers came in from so naturally he still rolled to bring both of his gangers in right by the objective but you know uh, you know it was still fun we had fun it was a good match i mean we joked around and just chopped the shit for most of the match and at that point great great guy to play against it was really funny because they were playing at the table right beside me and Phil, and Tony's like, fuck, my Escher leader exploded. And I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. And then, like, 30 minutes later, I kill Phil's Escher leader. So it was just, it was a bad time yeah. for the Eschers well, that campaign night. campaign week three was a bad week for leaders because three leaders all died. Mine, Phil's, and yours died the first game of week three. That's true, yeah. It's, uh, you know, we have to throw down the old to rise up the new as the Dark Uprising happens because yeah, now, now we're, we're going, going into the... the uh, now we're going into the chaos descent, yeah. so it's getting wild all of a sudden. Oh man! So uh, we're gonna we're gonna check back in with that. It's gonna get a bit wacky. Yeah. And then uh, played the Age of Sigmar game with Andrew. Had a blast with that one, and played a forty k game with Ben. Uh, broke my Templars out, threw him into his dangles. So it was a Space Marine punch fest. Uh, I ended up winning that one because my Blade Guard are an unkillable mass. Even to a squad of Dark Angels Terminators backed by everything. The Death Guard just, or the, um... Dark Angels? Yeah, the Dark Angels guys. Uh, the Blade Guard just will not go down. Especially when they're backed by an apothecary. Uh, High Marshal Helbrecht ended up, uh, he murdered... He murdered a couple of guys and then promptly got his just shit beaten in by a couple of Terminators. Uh, Emperor's Champion spent most of the game running after things, and then the Emperor's Champion was responsible for the killing the Librarian, the Banner Bearer, and I think he got Azrael as well at the very end. Nice. So he, he did his due killing, you know, other champions. Uh, my Chaplain on Bike died horribly to <laughs> another Chaplain on Bike. <laughs> well, you know. At least he met his equal. Yeah, oh, he met his better in that fight. Turns out that my chaplain only rolls that he is angry and strong on the first turn and never gets either of those again. <laughs> he's but, so angry when he gets there, and then he's like, oh, yeah. fuck, I, was, <laughs> I just I burned myself out. It's tiring being that angry. Uh, yeah. And then the only other game I played was that quick little, like, learn the mechanics of Blood Bowl thing we did, which was fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I taught Tony, like, one very quick round of Blood Bowl, yeah. and like we said, it, it was very fast, very simple, but it was the basics, but, but and it it's fun. Yeah, it's 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 a very, if you've done basic wargaming stuff, it, it goes very quickly. You, you understand it pretty quickly. 
Yeah. All right, well, now that we've gotten a month of hobby progress and games played out of the way, this is going to be kind of a, an interesting segment. It's going to be a little bit out of the norm of what we do, and it's basically wish listing. So what we want to talk about is the things that we would like to see that are in the fluff or in the stories or even in the just codexes and army books, what we would like to see realized on the tabletop for GW to actually produce and give us models or rules for. Or whole armies. Or whole armies. Andrew, you want to start it off? I know you're chomping at the bit for this one. Yeah. For the I, second uh, time. For the second time. So we're going to start off with 40K. So uh, I've gone through my backlog before, stuff I've done. I used to be an AdMech player. You know, I sold them right before the good Codex came out. You know, really good luck with those guys. But um, <laughs> no, I love the models, but I also used to be a Chaos player. And I had a very sizable Chaos army for a long time. I had a very sizable Death Guard army for a long time. And so combining those two loves... I want a proper, full-blown, dark mechanicus heretic army. I want demon engines out the wazoo. I want corrupted Skitari. I want corrupted tech priests. I just want the whole shebang because I really like the demon engines that you get through the chaos army. But I just want I want that to be my everything. And I, I want some crazy wild shit. I want chaos corrupted knights. Like, I, just like even wilder than the actual chaos knights army. I just want it to go just completely crank everything up to 11 and then break the knob off yeah dark mechanic would be super cool to see uh, the skatari and everything they're already cool models but seeing the corrupted chaosified especially if you went with the nurgle side of it just the weird drippy mechanical creepiness would be fantastic yeah just think of how horrifying a servitor is in the imperium you know the quote good guys yeah. of the setting and then make a chaos servitor and how wild that's gonna be Man, you could you could almost do something akin to it with uh with Necron flayed ones. Yeah, no, I mean like be it would be a good would, basis for conversion. Yeah, like it would genuinely, in my mind's eye, would be kind of like a combination of the demon engines we have now and wild Necron shit. I want I just want like chaos robots essentially. Oh, so <laughs> you not, want an army of like third edition obliterator models, right? Right? They're the, oh yeah, I the definitely peak want those of sculpting. Those glorious potatoy looking uh, bastards it's okay they have all these guns fuck it just glue them to the chest with no rhyme or reason <laughs> it's it could be worse they could be the mutilator models <laughs> everyone gets a chainsword belly oh my god that's <laughs> ooh, different segment but boy those are some fuck ugly yeah. models holy shit uh, so it's, I maybe want that's that what we should vibe. do next week is models we wish and armies we wish never existed <laughs> yeah i want that vibe but i want better sculpts yeah, fair enough <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right. What about you? What's one for on your wish list? All right. So I'm going to start with the top. That way it only goes downhill from there. Andrew, well what's, what's the greatest character in all of 40K fluff? Uh, Makari. Wrong. <laughs> but he's the banner bearer of Gazgol Thraka. Yeah, but but who puts the fear into Gazgol himself? Mork and or Gork. Oh, no, I think he's worked with him. That's fair. That's fair. Uh... He's the biggest and the baddest human that's ever existed. Doom Rider. Yes, that's it. That's a Doom Rider <laughs> model. Now, <laughs> come on. You know who it is. Uh, Yarick. It's, of course it's Yarick. The single greatest dude in all of Warhammer fluff. He's had the coolest models that have ever existed. He's already had the Crab Claw model, which is a personal favorite of mine. You and already it, said the coolest models. True, yeah. That's how I can just <laughs> leave it at that. Yeah. But... There's one thing that's never been produced that I would love to see them produce and have rules for. 
I, I think want it might be a, Bane a fortress of arrogance. Yeah, I've seen cool conversions, but that's just like if G- I don't care if it's a two hundred and fifty dollar kit. If GW tomorrow goes pre-order this fortress of arrogance, I'm buying it. I, I don't care. I will taking buy out a small it. loan and you're buying too much plastic. Yeah, I will sell some of my stuff to buy it. I will fucking I'll work a street corner for a fortress of arrogance. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, the Fortress of Arrogance is Commissar Yarick's personal Bane Blade. This dude's so badass, he could take a god machine and be like, mine. And they'll be like, yeah, no, that's cool. Customize it and decorate it however you want. You want to add a fucking bastion to the top? Done. Like, it's his. No one else does it. It's him. It's kind of like the Sisters of Battle aesthetic where he's like, hmm, look at that Bane Blade. Put a chapel on it. All right, let's go kill Gazgol. <laughs> But unlike the Sisters of Battle one, also cover it in skulls. Yeah, because, I mean, it's 40k, of course. Yeah, and paint it black, because you can have any color you want, as long as it's black. He was a big fan of the Rolling Stones. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I see a red Bane blade, and I want it painted black. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a, uh, like, you don't even need a full army with that. You're yeah. just like, Imperial Guard, give me a Fortress of Arrogance, and that's all I need. Yeah, because uh, in the, I think it was 4th edition, or 5th edition, when they initially came out with Apocalypse, that was in the Apocalypse rulebook, was the Fortress of Arrogance. And it was amazing. It was like a, a Ballistic Skill 5 Bane Blade, which back in the day, a Ballistic Skill 5 meant you hit on 2s. Yeah, because they used to flip it, which I, I'm glad they changed that, because, you know, it's hard to date that little flip in your brain sometimes. Eh, sometimes. Sometimes. But it also extended like a huge fearless bubble around it. And the Bane Blade is uh, known for having a big-ass chassis. Oh, yeah. That's the quarter of the battle map. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, in fact, they had to uh, change deployment zones of some ITC stuff because the ba- when Shadow Swords were the meta, because they were too large to fit in deployment zones. Yeah, that would be kind of frustrating if you're an Imperial Guard player and it's like, oh, I uh, can't take my army. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's that's my first pick for sure. Like, I want the model and rules. Like, I've already got, I can already make a tank, a Commissar tank with um, Vigilus. Not Just Vigilus. make it the Commissar is tank. Is that vi- it's not Vigilus. What is that one called? Oh, my God. Uh, Psychic Awakening. Jesus. Yeah. And I can already, and I've already got Yarick models, and I've already got a Baneblade model. It's like all the parts are there. Just assemble them, GW. Just make it the Commissar Baneblade. Come on, do it. All right. What's your next one? All right, we're going to do a flip. We're going to go fantasy for a bit. So this is one I actually forgot last recording, and I've decided not to forget this time. Luckily, you have another chance. Yeah, thank God. Here we go. Totally not going to edit this part out, because I want everybody to remember how stupid I am on occasion. But we talked (laughs) about my love of them playing uh, Warhammer Total War 2 a few times, and that is I want a proper range of vampire models. Oh, hell yeah. Give me the Necrofex Colossus. I want a C-Rec Golem that has a cannon for an arm. I'm sorry, three cannons for an arm that rotates like a Gatling gun. Uh, I want. Don't they have uh, a Nurgle model that does that? Mm, I th- that the Forge World Demon Prince, I think, has. Is, is that a Demon Prince? It looks like a big loogie-covered pile of shit with a Gatling gun for an arm. Yeah, that's a Demon Prince. Yeah. All right, cool. The Soul Grinder also had a similar thing. Ah. 
because they had the Nurgle specific one with the the belly and all that. But um, yeah, give me giant zombie hermit crabs with cannon ears on top of it. Give me pirate themed zombies. Give me giant undead parrots carrying zombies with handguns. Just just go wild with it. Make it the silliest undead army that's ever existed. I I want that aesthetic in Age of Sigmar because that is the that's the setting that you can go wild and they need to go wild. That's that's a pretty good one for sure. There's so much you could do with it, especially because they already have established lore with to- Warhammer Total War Two. They could they could just bring those characters over because they barely existed in the lore before Total War. So fuck it, who cares? It's not like you know people are going to get pissed about it because they never existed anyway before then. At least not in model form. Mm, that's fair enough. Well, if we're uh, if we're talking about fantasy stuff, uh, I would love them to bring back Dogs of War the mercenary armies and like the little mercenary units that you can use in other armies. Like you had the, the bird guys, the birdmen of Katratza. That's the ones you had fucking, um, long drawn slayer pirates, which are these fantastic pirate slayer models. Uh, you had the fucking crazy pikemen. You had the dudes, um, the dudes who wore like the the jaguar warrior guys i think they were called the jaguar and warriors then, yeah i think they were called the jaguar warriors and then you had the greatest lumpen croops fighting cops ah the halflings the the halflings or yeah the fucking halflings with their fucking cook pot slingshot and all their crazy weaponry those guys those are great models and then you had um like you just had so many cool things it was a great way to augment something in an army that it needed like, if you've got a, a close combat army, you could take a mercenary group that was a ranged thing, or vice versa. If you had a ranged army, you could take a mercenary group that was a close combat unit to supplement it. It just, it added so much flexibility to the game that kind of is gone now. I mean, allies and things like that aren't really much of a thing anymore. Yeah, and they've, because they, they've messed up the rules with it where uh, your army can lose their allegiance abilities if you take mm-hmm. allies, which is kind of frustrating, with the exception of taking mercenary mega gargants. So they've already shown that they can do mercenary rules, just change exactly. it to something other than a 50-foot tall fat man. Yeah, it would be super cool as well to see an actual Dogs of War army on the table again, too. It's just a mercenary company fighting. Yeah, because then you could, Those were always you could get see. a lot of like Cities of Sigmar weirdos, you get the elves mm-hmm. you get the dwarves halflings humans just you know it, it's probably mostly going to be like an order based thing but as long as they make the rules flexible you could go a little wild with it you could convert them to look undead or i don't know uh maybe make like some kind of weird orc war band that sells themselves out for cash i mean it, it yeah. could be super fun and that's the other thing is most of the other like you yeah you could have those little units like that because most of the other things have at one point or another fought for humans for something. Skaven have. Skaven assassins aren't super uncommon and have been used by humans for things. Eshin specifically, because the assassins. Yeah. Orcs will do it. Uh, back in the day when Dark Elves were bad guys, they would do it. They would fight with whoever would pay them, unless they were High Elves. Chaos might be a little wonky in the current Age of Sigmar setting, but I'm sure they could figure it out, because there's chaos-aligned yeah. humans that aren't, like, 100% chaos-corrupted or anything, so you could maybe yeah, have, well, like... Well, and chaos almost has its, its own Dogs of War already with the, um, the war bands, yeah. the war cry Well, that's war what I was going to say. You could get you get all those Conan guys together, and, you know, they yeah, they have an eight-pointed star carved into their chest, but they're not chaos-corrupted, per se. Yeah. Just, so, you know, yeah, there's some they, flexibility. They made some bad life choices. It would just be cool to see. All right. 
Well, I'm going to flip back into 40k for a bit, and uh, I'm going to keep it chaos for a little while, and we're going to go f Lost in the Damned, which uh, there are Forge World models for, at least there used to be, but it's just... It's the, the Drecks of Chaos. It's the uh, Imperial Guard that have been corrupted. It's the Commoners that have been corrupted. It's all the Chaos Mutants, which is where the Beastmen were for a long time in the yeah. 40k setting. It's where, it's just, I don't know, the, the, the scum of the universe, essentially. And I think that could make for a very cool army because you could make really good corrupt, uh, corrupted Imperial Guard guys. You could have, like, Renegade Space Marines sprinkled in without going full Chaos Marine. You could have the odd demon engine here and there, but it could be a lot more, like, broken down. You could have Abominable Intelligences, so some wacky AI shit. There's just, it's, it's another, like, freeform kind of army, which could, could be really fun. You could also have like, like chaos corrupted aliens in there. We don't really go into that very often, but like back in Rogue yeah. Trader, you used to have um, like cornate orcs and stuff like that. So yeah, I think it'd be really fun to just sprinkle in like the wackier chaos related shit of 40k into an entire army. I, uh, I kind of want to piggyback on this one a little bit if you're cool with sure, it. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So what I would like to see as well is them do that same kind of thing with just normal guard, where you have your basic guard that you can buy, kind of like you buy like a basic Space Marine Intercessor kit. Uh, this you would buy a basic Guardsman kit. And then you could buy upgrades for them. So you could turn them into Tanith, you could turn them into uh, fucking Vestroians, you could turn them into, you know, any of the other ones, Morty and Ironguard, anything, because they all have that base style on them. But then you could also do the Lost of the Dam. You could do Traitor Guard with it. You could even add Traitor Guard into the codex and treat it almost like a they could do like a brood brothers-esque thing they've already done it with gene stealer cult yeah where you know it works just like an imperial guard army but if you choose this you know regiment instead of cadian or talon or tanith or whatever you choose you know lost in the damned and you lose the imperial trick keyword gain the chaos keyword yeah, and make it where... Uh, that becomes a regiment. Regiment is lost in the dam. Maybe, like, your sergeants and your leader get bonus, like, you know, marks of chaos or something to, to augment mm -hmm. things a little bit, just to, to, like, have that subtle influence of chaos without going full, like, spikes and horns and shit like that. Yeah, and, and then with that, you know, by losing the Imperium keyword and getting the chaos keyword, all of a sudden they become opened up to be allied in with chaos. Yeah, summon in so a... You could bring some of those. Summon stuff. in a chaos spawn, have a unit of uh, Alpha Legion pop in or something. Oh, uh, yes, a chaos spawn, the ultimate fighting unit. Uh, they're not bad. I mean, they're, they're actually... They're cheap. They're pretty good in ninth edition for their price. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, and I, I feel like that's probably something that actually might happen. It, it would be nice, because much as I like Chaos Space Marines, I there's a whole range of Chaos they haven't really explored in modern 40k, and they, they had some rules for it back in, like, Rogue Trader 2nd Edition, 3rd Edition type stuff, but it's fallen by the wayside lately, and much as I want to see, you know, World Eaters and Emperor's Children and all that expanded, I also want to see the human aspect of Chaos. Yeah, like, I, I love converting and kit bashing. Like, that's that's what my favorite part of this hobby probably is. And if Chaos Guardsmen, Traitor Guardsmen, would have been an actual rule set rule set when I started Guard Armies, I probably would have gone into that. I would have fallen to the Dark Gods and probably not had as much Imperium stuff, but have gone heavier into Chaos because I think it's it's more cool stuff you can make with it. But there's not rules for it, so I just I never really did it. Yeah, uh, just rules for... Being able to customize your own faction. That's that's something I think is missing in a lot of uh, current per current meta, for sure. Yeah, like back in the day, you had 
you had that where you would pick like one or two boons and like if you picked one boon you would have like one bane and it would be like two to two and then like three to four or something like that it uh it was in the the space marine codex to start with like the build your own chapter then it was in the guard as like a build your own regiment it, it really expanded flexibility but you could break it and that's that's come back a lot now i guess too you can do that kind of thing in the newer books. Yeah, they have a lot of the regiments of renown stuff and like the Noctimun yeah. and Warzone Charadon and all that. Well, and then you've also got like the the pick your your regiment trait. I don't since I play Black Templars, I'm kind of stuck with what I've got, and my guard codex is old as shit. But in the the Psychic Awakening, it gives you the ability to kind of build your own regiment. So I guess some of the newer books are doing that as well. Yeah. So if they just like expand it, and if people get pissy, mm-hmm. just l- limit it in tournament play or something. Keep it with like Crusade focused stuff, because Crusade is where you really get into that granular shit. So if they have a lot of, oh, yeah, if they have sure. a lot of good like Crusade rules, that's a way you can have your crazy custom army without you know ticking off the guy who plays Custodes and whatever in the tournament. What else you got? Oh, well, flipping back to Age of Sigmar and keeping pirate vibes, I'm going to go with the Grotbag Scuttlers, which are a little-known faction because they got, like, a paragraph in the Gloomspite Gits book. But essentially what they are, goblins that ransacked a Caradon overlord place and became sky pirates. There's so many cool conversions. Oh, there's some fantastic ones. People got the... Like squig balloons. Exactly. They make squig dirigibles and stuff like that. And it's just, since they've had so little about it other than steampunk grot sky pirates, I mean, currently it's just open to imagination and that's amazing. And I want that as a real army. Give me some real rules. Give me more crazy goblin bullshit because that's where goblins shine is when they get into wacky stuff that might kill you or might just explode and kill themselves. That's cool too. A couple years ago, a guy made a a really awesome Grotbag Scuttlers, just totally custom army and he's still working on it. Kit bashing, Gloomspite and Orc and uh, Caradon Overlord stuff and just Google around a bit. You'll be able to find it it is out there and it is awesome and give me a real army of that yeah the, those conversions that dude's done are absolutely amazing and that's one of those like tiny lore blurbs where you're like "Ooh, why didn't you make that a faction that's way cooler than like the fire slayers or something like that yeah. i don't need butt dwarves i need sky pirate goblins man andrew it's like we've almost done this segment before because now your segues work really well into mine. it's amazing <laughs> we we rehearsed this episode <laughs> yeah on the subject of cheeky butt dwarves that no one likes i want actual slayers back actual dwarf slayers not i dig around in fire for urgold like i want guys who've like everyone i know has died i want to seek a glorious death oh you want the on we back yeah yeah I, I want the cool old school like tolkien dwarves and slayers back not the weird little cities of sigmar here's three dwarf units and we got rid of cannons dwarves don't have cannons anymore in cities well, of they, sigmar. they have what the grudge throwers which are the, the onagers and that's it it's it's so dumb like they just uh like they should have fucking cannons they're dwarves they have the fire drakes they have hand cannon guys but they don't have the handguns they left they kept i think three dwarf units in the cities of sigmar book that's a shame because dwarves can be a really solid faction i mean they were awesome in fantasy they had so many options and the the sculpts were mostly very good and still hold up to this day and you know lore wise i like the fire slayers i wish they put pants on but otherwise i think they're cool models i like the magma droth that thing's awesome just like yeah yeah their new book's gonna make them stupid just get like a mixed dwarf fire slayer army or like give the option to mix or something just i don't know it's 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 a wasted opportunity especially since they already had them at one point 
And now that we have now that we have Gotrick back, I mean, he could be like, "You're not, yeah. you're not proper slayers. This is how you do it. You're you're not Ooh, you're not a angry. Army led by Gotrick would be cool. You're not angry or sad enough to be a proper slayer, <laughs> right? Uh, that would be really cool to see an actual army of slayers with Gotrick. Okay, uh, so my next faction is just kind of a mixed bag. Uh, going back to 40k. I want to see just like mixed weirdos. So my main, I have it written. I just have men of iron, which for those of you that don't know was, you know, the terminators that essentially almost wiped out humanity before Warhammer 30 K it's, it's the dark age, they were Necrons, but cool. the dark age of technology. But we've already seen in Blackstone fortress that men of iron do still exist in some capacity. So I kind of want to see that again. Maybe, you know, they could have their own robot army or something. I don't know. I really, I honestly don't know what to do with it. That wouldn't be overpowered or broken in the setting because they almost wiped out humanity at the peak of their technology but i would like to see something with them but leaning into that just with the 40k weirdos i want to see like zotes again we got a zote in blackstone fortress again maybe give me some zotes or something have like weapons platforms on their backs or i don't know they're supposed to be technologically interesting so they could do some wacky stuff show me um umbra the like the orbs of darkness like give me like wacky rules for them give me the hrud the guys who can yeah. the weird like uh, noodly ratman aliens that can manipulate time and shit like that like they, they the uh the weird snake men that have the flechette launchers yeah the the slith that the dark eldar use yeah. but like make them their own faction or like have like a mixed uh alien faction or something or like I don't know, mix them in with Tau, have them fall to the greater good or something and actually make Tau more interesting than fish face weirdos. I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of cool aliens that are in the lore that have no model representation other than the odd Blackstone Fortress many here and there. And I want to see them do something with it. Maybe yeah. it could be like kill teams. I don't know. We don't necessarily have to do like an entire Ooh, army, but we could do like a, a one run of five to ten models for a particular band of weirdos and an alien dogs of war. I mean, yeah, honestly, kind of <laughs> just 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 give me this cool stuff that's been in the lore for 30 plus years and just expand on it a little. Give me some neat models. I I really like the Zote models. We have a really cool one for Blackstone. There's a really good one for Blood Bowl. Back to our previous conversation, if you want to play Elves or Old World Union or anything like that. Like, Zotes look cool with modern sculpts, which is good because they look like dog shit in previous yeah, editions. they did with old sculpts, that's for sure. But the new ones, they're like, they're like crocodile centaurs, and it's awesome. Yeah, they're, I, they're pretty neat. I want to see that with, like, laser guns and stuff. Give that to me in 40k. That'd be so cool. Uh, they have them in Warhammer Total War 2 with the, the wood elves. Like, Zotes are a thing. Bring them back. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, you know, just mixed Xenos and just 40k weirdness. It's out there. Make some models for it, GW. Let's do it. I also want more 40k weirdness, but on the Imperial side, I want to see them really flush out Inquisition. Yeah. And not not Demon Hunters. Like, not Grey Knights. I'm sorry, not, you know what I mean? Not Grey Knights. Like, back in the day, it was Codex Demon Hunters, and yeah, Grey Knights were in there, but it was a just a shitload of weirdos you could do. You've got the three main things. You've got, you know, Ordo Xenos, Hereticus, and Malleus. So, like, there's so many cool weirdos you can do. Like, if you look at the, uh, the Inquisition 28 forums on anything, like on Facebook and Reddit and things, people make some of the coolest models. They just don't have rules. They just look cool. It's like, yeah, this is just Acolyte, because that's the rule set is Acolyte. Here's like six weapons they can pick from. 
have fun. Well, that but, like, that could tie back into my Xenos thing. We have the Order of Xenos, mm-hmm. but if you get a radical Xenos Inquisitor, they could have a yeah, Zod as an those ally. Aliens. Yeah, they could have crew. Like, they could it have would Eldar. Be so cool to see all those things. And same thing. That would be the perfect kill team style. Is an Inquisitor and his warband. Yeah, the Inquisitorial warband would make an awesome kill team. Maybe that's what I'll do. We've been talking about doing kill team in our group, and I really have this idea stuck in my head to do something that I wouldn't normally do and like branch out. And I want to do orcs and uh, do an orc commando group. And I- I'm torn between the name, Andrew. Oh yeah. I don't know if I want to go with Inglory Orc Bastards or Inglorious Bast Orcs. Ooh, Inglorious Bast Orcs. I think that's kind of what I'm leaning towards, and just. There's there's thirteen of them of the Inglorious Bastards, so build a kill team where each of them are based off one of those guys. But an Inquisitorial will be super cool. I've got a lot of the old metal Inquisition stuff, but I I want different skulls. Well, if you can get the um the new Inquisitor for the uh the GW yeah. store birthdays where he's like stabbing the book, which is a fucking awesome model. But yeah, that's that's what I want, is I want them to expand on the Inquisition side of things. Like, give me more creepy cherubs and servitors. And like, I want to see, I want to see, like, the weird shit the Inquisition the, has. The wacky and wild crap. Yeah, no, there's, there's so much weird, cool, unexplored stuff in 40k that, it, you know taking time to sculpt it's it's a it's a process you have to pay a bunch of artists and there's a lot of creativity behind it but if they really went into it and really dug deep into the blanchitsu art like there's some cool crazy shit they could do there really is because uh, i mean we're getting like dark we're getting it's been so long since we've talked we're getting eldar corsairs now for kill team which is yeah. which is something that i never thought they would do i thought they were just going to stick with craft world and dark eldar sorry drukari uh i just thought they were going to do that but i mean we could end up getting Shit, what are they called? The ones that ride dinosaurs. <laughs> um, Exodites. Yeah, we could end up getting Exodites. I mean, like, there's there's just, just even, like, main factions that have, like, offshoots that have only been talked about, really, but we don't actually have proper models for. But, like, Kill Team and Necromunda and stuff like that, that's the perfect place to put these wild new models. If they do Kill Team stuff like they've been doing Underworlds, it would be amazing. Oh yeah, and because Underworld is also that. also where Age of Sigmar puts some of their best models. Like that's that's where you oh, get yeah. the best sculpts. Yeah, that would be like, and that's the thing is those wouldn't be things that you would use in a full on army, but as a kill team, they make sense and they'd be cool. But a lot of them do have place in full on armies, like um, Molog's mob, the the troll with the big mushroom on his back. He has rules for the gloom spite, so you know. Well, yeah, oh, well, all, all of all of the Underworlds. Um, bands have rules but usually they're mediocre at best that's pretty true yeah <laughs> because it's like it's really hard to have a four a four or six model unit that's actually worth a fuck that isn't you know a thousand points definitely true yeah zarbags gets is uh not a great squad at the best of times so yeah the the skaven one's the same way like spite claw swarm it's like as long as spite claws alive you can bring back these three unnamed guys it's like there's there's five models with Skaven toughness. Like, they're, they're not all gonna... Like, if they die, they're all gonna die. If that unit gets attacked, they're gone. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, like, Kill Team is... It's the Warhammer underpants of, of 40k. It's the perfect place to have these crazy, mm. wacky warbands that are like... I don't know, the equivalent of, like, one-offs, honestly. But if the models are cool enough, people will buy them. Like, that Zote's been pretty well sold out pretty much every time I've checked on eBay, so... Yeah. Or or has been bumped up to, like, you know, $90, $100, Comical something like that. Comical prices. 
So yeah. yeah. What I, are what are some others you want to see? Oh sorry. Oh no, that's that's the end of my point. I was just gonna go, uh yeah, and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Just make sure. Yep. Uh my last one, Age of Sigmar. So we've talked about, you know, cool stuff that's a little wacky, cool stuff that's just cool. I wanna go full wacky, which you'd think that Grotbag Scuttlers, Sky Pirate Goblins are full wacky. No, but that's cool wacky. Cool that's wacky. not full wacky. That's cool wacky. I wanna go full stupid. Like head empty, only dumb, let me roll dice and probably die horribly. I want a That's f- it, Andrew, that's the pull quote. I want a full blown fucking halfling army. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Yeah. Like hell those yeah. of you that know Warhammer Fantasy, these ain't Tolkien hobbits. They're not smart. They're brain dead idiots who only give a shit about food. Make that an army. I want I want the the Blood Bowl halfling team as an army. Give me dipshits wearing pots and pans for armor who are distracted by the fact that they have a sausage in their pocket when they should be fighting Skaven or something. Like, make literally the only competent part of that army tree men. And then everything else have the dumbest rules where they, like, might accidentally their way into killing Archaon or something. But don't make it, like, a consistent thing. I want them to be the goblins of order. I want them to be brain-dead fucking idiots who somehow luck their way to victory. And... I want the fucking slingshot cauldron thing back. Do you remember that old model? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're just like, uh, was that was that part of uh, I think it was Love the fighting cocks. Yeah. Was it part of his? Yeah, it was It was like this cauldron on a giant slingshot filled with boiling soup that they shot at things. Yeah, just weird, stupid shit like that that's so out there wacky for a fantasy setting. It's hilarious. Like, it, it just needs to be fun to play, fun to play against. Like, you're taking... It, it's like playing against goblins where you're taking off 30 guys at a time, but who cares mm-hmm. because it's so wild. It just I just want whack... Like, have them writing, like, dogs and shit like that. Just, just halfling wackiness. Give it to me games workshop i need it that'd be a good one all right that's all i got <laughs> all right i i've got a couple more that i kind of want to just spit yeah out go off quick. like you know one-off um, models team factions whatever yeah like i want new skaven models of course i would love new skaven models yeah. like if they gave me rules to run clan eshin like they used to i'd be the happiest human ever you guys all know i have an obsession with ninja rats Bretonians, they're bringing them back for Old World. I would love them also to be usable in Age of Sigmar because I have a sizable Bretonian just, force. Just roll, and them they into, are my f- roll them into cities of Sigmar mm-hmm. or something, but just make yeah. them, you know, Bretonian specific regiments or something. They are my first true Warhammer fantasy love was Bretonians. But there's two game systems that I want to come back. Uh, one of those is Battlefleet Gothic. Because it was super cool. Like, I know you can download the ships and still play it and stuff like that. But, like, I I just love specialist game-style combat. Because it can get so crunchy and, like, you have to think with it. But just, like, anytime I'm reading one of the books and it gets to the space battles, it's just so cool to me. Well, and I would love. Yeah, you have like your play eight again. kilometer long ships, and your you know, yeah, your, your hundred meter wide shells that you're hitting the the Tyranid High Fleet with, or whatever. It's it's such an awesome, ludicrous scale, and I love it. There's literally like they're generational ships. the The loaders are like born, live, serve, and die without ever leaving that deck. Like that's what they do. Well, if you want to, if you really want to see how fun that system can be, there is a Battlefleet Battlefleet Gothic Two. It's a it's a game that's on Steam. Oh, it's, it's, it's often it's on sale for about seven dollars. Like it's fantastic. Like give it a try. It's genuinely super fun. And I've never played the original board game version, but once I'm painted through all of my current backlog, which let's be real, it's going to take a while. Uh, also. Yeah. 
this was in our previous recording, I redact saying my orcs will be done in April because I got really sidetracked painting <laughs> specialist stuff. We'll shoot for June, but I'm not making promises. But anyway, once we're done with all that, I'd be cool with totally learning how to play the, the old Battlefleet Gothic rules, and I would oh, yeah. love to see a new system because I just love Games Workshop specialist bullshit. That's, that's where their creativity tends to go wild. Oh, yeah. Like, if... Uh... If you guys have watched on Warhammer TV, the Angels of Death thing, like whenever it was showing the ship fight, even though it was like hooked to a dock, it was super cool. And it just, it, it, it got me super happy to see it. I was like, maybe it'll come back. Oh. But, but the other side of that is the old fantasy version, Mano War. Ah, boat combat. Did you ever play that? I have not, but there is a video game version of it and it's pretty crap from over here. Oh, that's a shame. But I mean, it's Battlefleet Gothic, but it's on the ocean with the Warhammer Fantasy armies. Now, that ties right back into your fucking uh, vampires too. Yeah. Because they had a faction in that. Yeah. But, like, it didn't have all the factions in it. Because, you know, it it didn't have Skaven, because Skaven. But it was, like, undead. The dwarves had these cool, like, fucking paddle boat ironclad things. Uh, there were the, the fancy elven ships. The lizardmen had, like, sea monsters. Like, it was just, it was super neat to see, and I would love to see those kind of games come back. Yeah. Like, I, I love games on a macro scale, where, like, everything's zoomed out, and, like, I know this one ship is only, like, two and a half inches long, but it's literally, like, tens of thousands of people on it. Yeah, and like I said, that's where Games Workshop creativity just goes buck wild. Like, they, they usually allow their sculptors to go get a little crazy. The rules get a little wacky and, and super fun. Like, like They're not supposed to be balanced. They're supposed to be fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, Blood Bowl, I would never... Well, that's actually kind of a balanced game, but I would... I would say Blood Bowl's more balanced than Necromunda. Absolutely, but they're specialist games where it's like... Uh, case in point, my, my game where I was teaching my friend how to play. I was playing my orcs. I was He was playing my Shambling Undead team because I have like five teams. Let's not get into it. Um, I was... I had a blitzer, my orc blitzer. He had the ball. He had six inches of movement or six spaces of movement. All he had to do was go his one additional movement because if you go past your movement allotment, you can move two additional spaces and you roll a die. As long as you don't roll a one, you can do it. He made it into the end zone. He rolled a one. I re-rolled it into a one. He fell. His armor value was met, meaning he took an injury. And he fucking broke his neck and died on the touchdown. You don't get that in other games. That is the wacky, crazy, granular shit that you want in a specialist game. And that's why I support... That's why 2022 is the year of specialist games, my dudes. You want to get wild with it. And it has some of the best models and the best rules. Play your specialist games. That's my point. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think that pretty much covers the, uh, the, the big wish list items for us on uh, things we'd like to see. Yeah. Uh, you know, look into the systems. Check out what's out there. There's tons of specialist games. Something will be for you, and it's all fun. Just, just check it out. It, the more you buy specialist games, the more Games Workshop will look into branching into other specialist games. Is what I'm saying. So we might get a Battlefleet Gothic 2022 edition or something if stuff continues to go uh, for for their specialist games. Yeah, God, I hope so, man. I really do. I think people have been clamoring for it for a while. We might get it again. I don't know. I I think they're just going to keep the video game. I, I think, honestly, the system is very clunky, which it could be streamlined. There's newer games that do the system. Yeah, well. it could definitely be streamlined. Because the last one was, what, like 96 or something when it came out? It's been a bit. 
It's been a bit. And and just like how games are designed has changed pretty drastically since then. Yeah, like if even if you play like older older game systems from GW, more time definitely shows its age. Yeah. Uh, but it's still fantastic. I love more time. I would love another edition of more time to come out, honestly. Yeah, I mean, we kind of got it in Cursed City, which, hey, that's coming out again, by the way. So, is, you know, congrats is. for you people who were uh, unable to get it edition- uh, initially who want it now. Uh, made to order. So check it out. So, yeah. uh, you know, that that's more time light. Uh, I never played the original more time, but it at least has like the similar vibes as far as I can tell. Yeah, it's it's a creepy city, but like original more time was... I mean, it was it was Necromunda style. It was yeah. very, you level up your war bands, you have gold, you have equipment you hunt for, you're hunting for weird stone in the ruins, things like that. Which, you know, even if Games Workshop doesn't make their own new edition of it, that's something that could potentially be adapted from current Necromunda rules. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Beer's yeah. kicking up on me. <laughs> it, it's, still, uh, it's still kept up through uh, a group called Broheim. They do it. Uh, they've got, they keep war bands up to date and things like that, so... It, it still runs well. It, it's a little clunky, but it's still a solid game. Which, if if you guys have a group to play more time with, I thoroughly recommend it. Give it a shot. Uh, use the Broheim rules. Don't use any of the like extra war bands the first time or two you play it. Just use the basic core war bands. Yeah, and I mean, I can honestly solid. see the Necromunda rules changing because realistically, it's roughly the same stuff. I mean, it's climbing over walls. It's you know opening doors. It's sh- shooting and melee you just change it from a las gun to a crossbow you change it from a, a chain sword to like i don't know magic sword plus one or whatever it just you know it's it's it could be a very similar rule set just tweak it for fantasy essentially yeah for sure uh but uh i think that's all we got hopefully on the next one i'll uh, i'll come up with a really dumb dumb list for us yeah we have uh several systems we could make dumb lists in now we do we do and that almost gives me uh fucking decision paralysis on it we will see oh but all right before we get out of here andrew you got any uh words of wisdom for us to live by i guess just what i previously said play specialist games y'all all right you heard it here first play specialist games uh once again guys you know you can find us on instagram we're not on twitter we are we, we are instagram on we do have a dice. I redact that. We have a dice like ice Twitter. I, uh, I, Twitter. I update it every time we post a new episode. Check it out. Uh, so, so it has ten posts on it. And each one is hey, new episodes. Pretty up. much, yeah. I, uh, I, I should start posting pictures and stuff. I mostly save that. Yeah, for, we we need to get better about putting stuff on the on the actual. I mostly save like that for the Instagram. Instagram whenever we post a new episode, and I'll be like, here's pictures of the previous stuff we've done. So you know. There you go. Yeah, and uh, also I, we have created the Dice Like Ice podcast Facebook group. So if you want to hop in on that and interact with us, uh, feel free. It is up and live as well. I personally so, think uh, uh, every... Facebook is a hell site, but, uh, you know, if that's uh, if that's your preferred avenue of social media, we're there. It is, but it's, it's quick access for most things. So, all right, everybody. But uh, we will hopefully catch you again in about two weeks. Technology, uh, you know, dependent, of course. Hopefully we, we filtered all of our cursed energy into this one. It's it's only yeah, the third seriously. attempt to make this episode. God, right. Yeah, we've been, we've been working on this episode for two fucking weeks uh, of trying to record it. it so. It's like a month and a half between episodes now. It's, it's yeah. we, we swear it's not going to take this long every episode. Oh, man. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening and have a good night. Goodbye. Thank you once again for listening. You can always contact us at DiceLikeIcePodcast at gmail.com or find us on our Facebook or Instagram, also under DiceLikeIcePodcast. We would also like to give a big shout out to Scarlet Saturn for use of their music in our show. 
You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.